Hello. I'm the giant flying beaver that rules the universe. And when I'm not out flying around, breathing on bushes to turn them into various cities, I'm listening to the Map Report with Russ, Greg, and Ian Story. They're funny, they're wholesome, and more to the point, they've occasionally professed a belief in me. Why do you think they haven't disappeared yet? Enjoy the show. It's the holy thing to do. Left my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for All right <laughs> That's no okay. testing Welcome to the February 1st, 2006, oh, episode 15 live? of the Metropole Okay. Oh. No, no more testing. Okay. Wait, we can't start yet. I'm naked. <laughs> this is not a vidcast, David. That's later. Start. I know. <laughs> Andy's naked, and then we oh, start the man. show. Man. So we hey, have to. Um, if I tie up a few loose ends from last week. No, go right ahead. No, we we like leaving them loose. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be a little fidgety then. Okay, loose ends. Number one, um, some of you have been referred to us from Odeo.com, and you may have noticed that on episodes uh, 13 and 14, if you download them through audio, those are actually the episodes that we run Quaaludes for, so they sound a little <laughs> strange. Right. <laughs> By which we mean like this. They really, on some computers, however, there's a dissenting opinion where they don't sound that strange. They sound yeah, something like strange, Max. not that bad. Bah! <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> but that that um, problem wasn't on our end, actually, was it? That wasn't on our end at all, right? No. It was the fault of dog cookies. It downloads <laughs> fine through the mapreport.com, right? Yes, so you it can, does. You can go get those episodes directly from the website. Yes. That's correct. Good. In fact, we're actually looking into the problem on Odeo right now, and we are actually have it narrowed down. It's either a problem with the dog or the cookie, um, I think it right. might have something to do with the cream filling aspect also, of our feed. Also, so. if you load it, it might have to do with the cookies that you set on your website when visiting. Oh, um, look, it's like a double oh, meeting of cookie. It's well, the uh, <laughs> Somebody came to play tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But we do, we actually, and speaking so, of that, we want to welcome those people who came from Odeo and who've come from all over the place. Russ, I don't know if you're going to touch on this in the rest of the loose ends, but there's a lot of people coming from everywhere now to come check us out, which we're very grateful for. So, I don't know, are you going to talk about that? or coming from everywhere. sages on the mountaintop. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but immediately after the conclusion of episode 14, the governor of West Virginia has shut down all coal mines in the state for having <laughs> oh, an impact. That yep. was me. That was me. Good We're getting job, back to the Story people. Clayton. I didn't. I didn't think that could be you, Judge Alito, because you were too busy ruling on your first case this evening. Oh, that's true, Judge Alito is in, and uh, I think he's about to make his official announcement that he actually does sponsor eating babies. <laughs> well, no, you know, it was it's interesting. It's going to come out that he's been harboring all of these crazy beliefs. 
Now, now we'll pay. America will suffer. He said while over while over us. Oh, while over a succulent meal of infant, uh, he did manage to make a ruling that um, <laughs> that uh, uh, he actually stayed the execution. He actually dissented from, well, you know, he went the other way from Robert Scalia and Thomas, who wanted to kill this guy. Uh, this Missouri asked that his uh, ex stay of execution be lifted, and he actually went against them and voted with everyone else to prevent them from having the stay to keep the stay in place. Which is rather surprising, considering it's his first ruling the minute he got in the court. So maybe that's a good sign. He made he made the stay stay. Is that what you're trying to say? He made the stay stay, which is good for him. You know, who knows? Maybe that maybe that means good well, things. The, the so. guy in death row professed maybe. to uh, killing abortion clinic doctors if he ever got out of jail. So oh, okay. Him there. I see. Okay. It all fits. What are you saying? He's been going stealth the whole time, and he's actually a liberal, but he spent this entire career building up the conservative credentials so that he could be put in the court, <laughs> only to be like a, a Trojan horse. Well, he hey, did whip did out Did you know a- that I actually had a plan? That was my plan for life at one point in time, when I was like 16. I was like, you know, I could totally get signed by the Republican National Convention for something, and then just be a Republican for 25 years, and then get really important, and then pop out and be like, blam, now I have power, and I'm going to screw you. The only problem with that is that by the time you got there, you would have been turned over. You would have been turned to the dark side. That's the problem. It's true. It's true. It's hard. Exactly. It's like Mother Night. Anyone read Mother Night by Kurt Vonnegut? Same type. Heard of it and haven't read it. Little higher stakes, but it's the same. same Yeah. You know, Kurt Vonnegut molests his students at Smith. (laughs) According to one of the students. But he's entitled. I've heard these stories. No, according to many of the students. Oh, that's right. You, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm spreading this rumor, and I haven't given up on it. (laughs) <laughs> he, he doesn't molest them. That's not fair. But he he does try to date them, and he says creepy things to them. Apparently, is this slander or something? Oh come on, Kurt Vonnegut. I should know that. Would be funny. Right? No, we don't have to the bar exam. We don't have to worry about this stuff yet. I don't think of anything to worry about. If you actually long. look at the Vonnegut language. He, he uses the term grand falloon, which I think would apply to molesting, which is a false grouping. And I think, you know, how can you relate one molesting to another molesting? It's all just a sure. figment of our you know, imagination the way our brain works. Absolutely. Oh, man. Can I quickly We're point out that much of, the show is, is, much of the show is based on parody and comedy? Right. That, that's, so when you, we talk about people out, who are in the public the eye... When, when we talk about people in the public eye, we are often making parody. I just want to point that out. For no this disclaim, <laughs> Andy. This when w- legally uh, what? is brought to you by Andy Terrell, known exactly. as Captain Ping, JD. <laughs> I mean, do you really think Kurt Vonnegut is going right, to right. go on his path? Is like I'm going to destroy his career with my power of making novels to destroy him in his law firm. First, I will write about how he's bad. Yeah, I do think we need. We need to educate Kurt Vonnegut in the ways of parody and satire. He doesn't know much about that. He doesn't know much about it at all. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we he should say, no by idea. the way... He's like, what? What is humor? Before we go to the Kurt Vonnegut thing, the other thing I wanted to oh. mention was... Uh, I just wanted to say, because we, it wasn't just the audio thing, I wanted to also uh, welcome yes, the you. people from... A shout out to Bob. Yeah, a shout out to Bob, the podcast reviewer, for not only giving us a great review and a very helpful review on the thepodcastreview.com, but then getting reviewed by the Daily Source Code, which meant that a lot of people heard about us through them, so that... If you're coming from the Daily Source Code, welcome. If you're coming from the Podcast Reviewer, welcome. Or if you're coming from the podcast for the Steelers, One for the Thumb, we were also mentioned on that <laughs> podcast. So we want to thank you, all of you in Steeler Nation, for coming out as well. So we're a big tent here at the Met But Report. if you're coming uh, from I- like however, to welcome everybody. Screw from you, Blue go Pyramid. away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you beat me <laughs> I to the said everybody. Joke. I'm not, God like, shutting it. everyone out. 
That's exactly what I was going to say, Russ. I hate Look, you. I, we were making the same joke at the same time. We're like, but if you can't from anywhere viewers, else, or listen, go do away. Do our listeners actually know that I inhabit your brain? Because I don't know <laughs> if they know that after 14 it's episodes. I thought it was Jim Bunning's Russ brain. And I, Russ and I separated at birth. Neither of us are actually only children. We are the same child. Here's the deal. Let let me be clear about this, okay? If you started Uh, on www.paperairplane.com, hit your head on the keyboard and happen to type themepreport.com, welcome. We'd like to welcome you. We don't care where you came from. (laughs) Thank you for listening to us, wherever you're from. (laughs) It's a big tent, like I said, big tent. Yeah, yeah. I bet Andy's got a big tent. I'm sorry. I got a big tent for you, baby. Better to lure the, uh, how better to lure the young Girl Scouts, right? Oh, jeez. That's gross. <laughs> anyway. That's gross, um, he says. <laughs> so, can I but, ask you guys something? I want to, I, uh, can we? Oh, go ahead, sorry, sure. Uh, Russ, can sorry, I refrain from talking briefly. about your... Hello. I'm the giant flying beaver that rules the universe, and unfortunately, our friend Andy has again chosen to use an inappropriate word at this point in the podcast. As you know, this cannot be allowed. And so, when you normally would have heard the word that he's not supposed to use, you will instead hear the following phrase. We now return you to your regularly scheduled humorous podcast. For the rest of the show. Oh no! no I got a giant flying well, beaver. Help! Stories to tell later, so I can't. I can't guarantee it, but I'll, I'll make all efforts. This is so cut. All reasonable <laughs> efforts. How about that? Um, anyway, if you can, if you can bear listening to this for a second, uh, right. I we also want to recommend. While we've made profuse fun of Odeo, I'm not sure we recommend Odeo. We thank them for their support. But I we do, do think we should recommend the podcastreviewer.com. Oh, definitely. We, we definitely recommend Bob. Definitely. Bob the uh, Reviewer, he's got a great show. Yep. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good show. And the only thing that we'd like to ask Bob is that the next time he's going to review two comedy shows, both with four people, that he describe quickly which show he's talking about so as not to freak story me out. Because he started his review like, so oh, there's this show suspense. with this four... There's this show with four guys, and you know the problem is they're just not funny. And I was, and Story and I were like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "So basically, they just talk about how they're not, you know, they they talk about how they're funny, but they're not funny." And for like literally for like 15 seconds, Story and I were both convinced that like he was just going to destroy us. And then he's like, he starts saying things that didn't quite fit. He's like, and then they make fun of other podcasts. I'm like, I don't think we do that. He's like, and then they say we're funny and you're not. I'm like, I don't think we do that. And it turns out he was talking about a totally different show. So we want to thank Bob, but please, no more heart attacks, Bob. You were freaking us out there. <laughs> we were convinced you were going to get slammed by uh, the podcast reviewer, and we were not, so we're Although, very grateful. The, yeah, the other thing about Bob, though, is he's a little too uh, a little too generous in some of his, even his negative reviews, I think. And I mean, this isn't a criticism. I think, you know, especially when you're just starting out, you want to be nice to everyone. Right. But some of his negative reviews were sort of like, well, guys out there, I, I don't know what I'm going to say about this podcast. It's called the guinea pig show <laughs> it's two guinea pigs mating for like hours on end and you know i think there's a potential audience for this show like if other guinea, guinea pigs pig, I'm recommend it. it's a pig cast to 40 welcome hours to the guinea pig cast show. <laughs> and, <laughs> it sounds like al capone mating mer mer what are you doing yeah, see? Come here, pig. Yeah. You'll, you'll never get away from me, see? 
I love you, see? Yeah. He'll find a way to make it sound okay, and so that the guinea pigs wouldn't feel bad about themselves. You know, he's like, well, I'm going to give you a little clip. Play my cardboard chip, see? Right. I'm running on the wheel, yeah. You won't catch me. Okay, give me yeah. a second. Uh, oh, God. It's terrible. But very funny. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh boy! Major. Uh, oh, and unlike Bob, unlike I, the other, I like you, Bob. I like <laughs> you. Know, they, no, we do. We do really like Bob. And and you know the other thing is Bob puts in like t- he said he puts in ten hours per show that he's reviewed. That's just crazy. We don't put ten hours in on a well. He's okay, we crazy. sort of do, but I mean that was just you know the guy is dedicated. So we want to thank him. I was going to argue for a know. second, not to disillusion anybody, but I'm not sure we put ten hours into this entire show yet. At all. Um, <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, I would know disagree it's been with that. 15 hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 15 but. hours of audio. <laughs> yeah, but we the thing is, that. we record so everything in dog years, though, remember. Every minute we spend is seven minutes of real time, so, you know. It's all dog. Oh, because of our powers gained from the Ramtha School of Enlightenment, we've yes. recorded in oh, quantum time. Exactly. And exactly. quantum time is like metric time, which is like exactly. not real time at all. So Exactly. So I want to ask you guys a question. Hours, that's a metric day. Because maybe you can answer this question that I couldn't figure out. Uh, I was driving along today, and I passed this construction site. And next to the construction site is this enormous inflatable rat. Like, just just standing on its hind oh, yeah. legs, this inflatable... What the hell that is that? That was in the guinea pig podcast. I, t- <laughs> I figured as much. It's all connected. <laughs> what the hell this is that? Did you see that? that there's a strike going on. This That's a, a strike? That there's a strike on yeah they had this up at columbia and the graduate students were were picketing i asked all about it. they said every uses this as a sign that there's a strike going on they use a they use a 15 foot high and inflatable rat couldn't they waste their resources on something yeah. else <laughs> yeah. well it works yeah it's, it's supposed to draw attention to it he, because it's the guinea pig guy management said, is rat. You dirty rat <laughs> dirty <laughs> rat <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, that's okay. That answers that question. That's why I brought my question to you guys, because clearly someone of you guys is going to know why there's inflatable rats on the road. We do cover a very diverse world of knowledge with the four of us, don't we? (laughs) I was like, who can I ask about what the the symbolism of inflatable objects is? The MEP report. That's who I could ask. If you were to Google the word inflatable rats, you would find that inflatable rats constitute unlawful picketing. Okay, Go along what? with us, listeners. Everybody, immediately Google inflatable rats. You're all at your computers. Let's let's go to Google. Let's look all for right. inflatable Everyone rats. All right, coordinated effort. And then it we're going it. to have the global consciousness project pick up. No, no, it's there true. Was increased energy around inflatable rats at uh, go, specific zero, time. Zero, 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 zero. Andy's what? totally right. What? It's on laborradio.org. Is there a future for inflatable rats? The inflatable rat has been used by labor unions for over 10 years as a symbol of unfair practices at a building or construction site. There have been a number of lawsuits filed yeah, by hey. companies against unions over the use of the rats, saying they were the functional equivalent of picketing. Okay. And that they were scary, also. I didn't know that. Wow. How about that? Inflatable rats. Pretty cool. There you go. Yeah. You learn something every time you listen to the MEP report. Every time you listen to the MEP report. Sometimes it's about Russ's... <laughs> but other times it's actually useful. <laughs> would you please? Uh, now, you. I would not disparage useful information about my... <laughs> I think that could be very it's useful true. for certain listeners. We have...
tried to get Russia date on this show before, so you know we could describe it. And Speaking of dates, a way to attract potential listeners to date me than to harp on that horrible subject over and over again. <laughs> let's be, exactly. Speaking of which, let's talk. Let's segue into that, Russ, because you told me you had some things oh, to say God. relating to your new status in J date. Someone has put down some uh, coin. Yeah. Oh, did he? Let's pay? hear it. Did he plunk yeah. down the cash? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. All Woo! right, big fella. All right. Woo! So, how many people? How many dates do you have? Here's so far? the thing. I sort of had a, a sort of a ad hoc system in mind, right? Where I would be like, okay, look, I'm flirting with these various women on J date who I think are attractive. Now, I can't ever receive messages and read them unless I'm a member. So I wait until somebody actually sends me a message. I won't be able to know who. But then at that point, I'll have to register to find out who it is. And then once that happens, I'm already like in the world, and then I'll have to like actually use the service to make use of all this crazy amounts of money I'm spending on what should be a free internet thing. I see. So somebody sent me a flirt or whatever, and I opened <laughs> it up. And, and now it you was know. not one of the people I was hoping for. It was a llama. But it did cost me $35 <laughs> to find out, so that was good. <laughs> Are you saying that even J-Date like, has llamas? Oh, that llama may be listening to right now. I know, seriously. If be. you came from llama.org, we'd like to welcome you into the MEP oh, report. And don't send your picture to Russ, though, please. He doesn't like llamas. <laughs> and the other, the other rationale that I had, which still may work, it may screw J-Date, was I had my credit card. The expiration date is February 1st, or February of 06, right? And, I and did what's this the number on that? Sign up thing. At like yeah right, and <laughs> it's a visa. And the number is thing. at like twelve oh four. Wait, turn it over. What's what's the three digits on the other side? Yeah, we need that, Russ. Hang on, I've already called friends. We're all friends here. So uh, I signed up at like twelve oh four, but they accepted the card even though technically it was invalid. So maybe ooh, I could make an argument that I never them. validly paid for J date. They could give me my money back for their crap ass service, which Before I'm asking, and enjoying. Okay, before asking Andy's legal advice, I do have to ask this question, Russ, which springs to mind. Um, how serious do you wish to take the job of finding someone when you're like, how can I find the names of attractive women but not pay for the privilege? I don't want to spend money on it. I just want to find them as if they were right there, standing outside my door. Part of the Giddy Pig podcast. I mean, Anything. Just come to me. If you're romantic, Russ, if I you're know somebody you can who do believes this for free. In fate and destiny and the romp the school of enlightenment. You know, people like story. If you're that type of person, right, right. it would really depress Story's you a big romantic, to sign definitely. up and pay money for a service like this. Oh, so yeah. that's all I'm saying. Russ, how long are to. you going to maintain this idea that everything that you are, that you feel a little weird about admitting that you are, is actually just me? I told you, you I have it in your brain. Forever. I know what's going on there. It's not a mystery to me. All right, But it's going on in your brain, too, whether you admit it or not. We know well, what's happening. Yeah, but Story, the problem is you're already you're married. Like like that, that ship has already sailed. He can't marry you. You're already out. You're out That's of this picture. You know? Well, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying he should own <laughs> up to, you know, I should not be the scapegoat for the part of Russ Excuse that me. he has a harder time talking about. I, I have a masculine ego to protect here, and being that we are broadcasting <laughs> to at least, you know, whatever, eight and a half people, like, <laughs> I think that it's important that I keep that up. I, yeah. Well, that's a, that's Very a number well. that's growing all the time. Well. Andy, you said that he could do this, this for free. Is, this is the subject. How can he do this for free? Actually. How can he do this for free? He could do this for free. How? Well, it wouldn't be specifically Jewish girls. But what you do is that you get an account on myspace.com. Okay, your profile. <laughs> <I drive> by, 
<laughs> oh yeah, I heard this on the internet. You like this was awesome. I heard about this. <laughs> episode yeah, what was that eleven? Episode eleven. Any I think? any enthusiasm about going on a date? You want no, to drive them wild with right. the, the question? Let me get a pen. Hang what's on. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Why won't he date me until they invite you over for sex? See, it's that easy. Yeah, it's fact, that's the we goal, really right? are a stone you throw away from this whole podcast just being numbers six. shouted at each other. <laughs> 11! Like, oh, 6! 12 and a half! 7! <laughs> and the only non-number we'll say is when we explain Clea's joke. <laughs> okay. no. uh, on a related note, yeah. and I'm just going to get all the women stuff out of the way because I know how concerned our listeners are about these things. Very much so. Um I went uh, to see a friend's comedy show on Saturday night at the Comedy Store, which is on Sunset. And I don't know if you guys know much about the L.A. scene, but this is like the crazy place where people go. Everybody goes to hang out on Friday and Saturday night on the Sunset okay. Strip. Okay. It's just massive amounts of people. And so twice, this was very disturbing to me, that twice, both on the way when I parked and was walking to the Comedy Store and on the way back after the show was over, a random pack of girls in like a jeep like whoever was sitting in the backseat would like hang their head out the window and like yell various things at me as i was walking down the street by myself okay and i i i have i had almost no response to that i'm like okay so you're drunk and you're yelling random things at me and this is supposed to the objective of this is what exactly i never to get you to talk would do this either but now it's to I get mean, you to talk about it on the podcast. Now women can Obviously. yell random things at men. Russ, they want your five seconds of fame. I mean, come on. They see a star, they're trying to orbit it. It's very simple to me. I, you know, I see what it's all about. The great part, though, is on the way back the second time, I was walking right in front of these two sort of downtrodden-looking guys who were looking for the rainbow room, and the second jeep of screamy girls came by and like tried to shout things at me like, hey, blah, here. But then these guys were of the species of the male screamers. And so... The girls who were the screamers were in the close enough proximity to the guy screamers that you had this exchange that went on. They were screaming at me, and then these two guys who were behind me were like, Hey, baby, what, what's going on? What, wait, wait. And so there was like this weird convergence. Worlds were colliding. I thought it was really interesting. But what were they saying? The song. What were they Worlds saying collide. to you? They what were, were they saying, saying? They were saying black or blue? Flirty things. I don't know, man. It was creepy. They hey, were like, hey, hey, hey dirty things. Hey! <laughs> you ever go on J-Date, right, baby? See? Get in, get in the car, see. We're going to get your ball. Oh yeah. my god! Oh dear heavens! I, it was just—I don't know what to do when people do that. I have no response. Did you feel harassed? To look at them and put my trust? hands up. I put my hands up. I was like, and what am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to run after the Jeep? Am yes. I supposed to, well, would you like to have a conversation, madam? Because I'm right here. and <laughs> Say whatever you will. You know, it's a freaking second and a half interaction. And now women are doing it, too, as if now this has become so, this is so effective when men did it that now women are like, hey, why can't we scream at guys randomly walking down the street? To exactly. be fair, I really think that the only thing that anyone tries to accomplish with this is to get the adulation of their friends that they were crazy enough at one point to scream things at random people on the street. I don't think you ever that, actually have an interaction between those people beyond the screaming. And then you're like, wow, you're so crazy. You screamed at the guy. And then everybody laughs, laughs and likes each other. You see? I think that's really That makes a lot of sense. Because I was, I initially wanted to take it as like an ego thing. Be like, yeah, I'm worthy of random women screaming at me on the street. But then I was like, you know, 
even if I was like Quasimodo, I could totally conceive of a situation where people would drive by in a carriage and shout things at me. So what's up, Punchback? The wind out of my sails. Hey, baby, does that hump go all the way up? Hello, leave me alone. I'm walking to my store. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You're a British explorer (laughs) getting hailed by a jeep. Is that what's going on? He, humpback British well, explorer. The British, the Quasimodo is a little bit more rural than the British explorer. Oh, okay. oh, I've got an accent <laughs> more deeply than the other guy. <laughs> All right, then. Sorry, I mistook them. Well, that's my fault, I guess. So there are many ways to react to this. I mean, you could have, what you need to have is a couple of things, like, sort of just handy that you can immediately shout back, like, yeah, you know you want it, or how about those brakes, or hey, why don't you turn left, or something like that, you know, to get them to stop so you can go find them, unless they're llamas, in which case you don't want to do that, but you need to be prepared. Yeah, I should have been like, 10 and 2, signal 100 feet before a turn. I should <laughs> shout out random safe driving instructions. Exactly, exactly. Do a K-turn! Now! Now! Stat! Oh! And in live... This is really exciting, guys. We're, gonna, we're doing this in real time. I just got an email. It's listed as spam by my Gmail account, but in fact, it's from JDate <laughs> saying I just received a message on JDate. Oh, wow. go check it out. Read the message. Go read the message. We're going to you live. <laughs> live! At Russ from Russ's JDate. This could be potentially such a stupid thing for me to be doing right now, but... <laughs> But so funny and worth it. I would love it if you end up ma- marrying this girl. I will I do, laugh. That'll be great. That'll be great. New messages. It is a flirt. Wait, wait. Before, and bef- before you go on, this is a separate <laughs> category that's a flirt. They call it a flirt. Yes, yes, you sign up as a flirt, or you can sign up as like a hussy, or you know, just a regular <laughs> hoe, or a guinea pig, as a tease. Okay. I have received both an I am and a flirt from Shorty248 from California. Shorty. Shorty. What, 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 Shorty? <laughs> Go, Shorty. <laughs> she could be your Shorty. She could be your Shorty. I, I really message. hope that her second line is, I listen to your podcast. Right now. <laughs> now, I wish. And in fact, it's so <laughs> No, that's why, because it's going to be over. Be this, tremendous. this will actually not come to the listening audience. The giant fun. Uh, speaking right now. Yeah, the I am message that it says that I missed because I can actually respond to these things, but it didn't pop up on my screen. Was hi, that's very exciting. That is exciting. And what a flirt! <laughs> the flirt. Now the flirt. The difference between the flirts and the I am is that the flirts are pre-written messages by JDate because oh, if you're on. a free member, <laughs> if you're a free member, you can't ever actually compose anything to other people. The only option you have is to take these pre-written oh. crappy messages written by JDate. What the hell are their them. messages and like? So they're only this like is two the or three thing ever. The, no, seriously. The funny thing is there's a list of like 30 that you can send, but there're only two or three that don't make you com- sound completely like a jackass. Like I'm going to read you some of the flirts on JDate to just know what a wonderful service they provide. Here we go. Let's just go to a random member, and I'll, I'll try to flirt with them. And, and we'll did this girl send you one of those, or she just sent you the <laughs> high thing? That's all. She just sent you the high? She didn't no, send you she a... did. The flirt that she sent me was one of the reasonable ones, which is, I'm intrigued. Feel free to email me. That was the flirt. Okay. okay. All right. So she's intrigued. Now, this, there are categories for flirts. Like, they're sincere, which are where the only decent ones are. Like, we have so much in common. Let me know if you agree. Like, you know, perfectly reasonable things to say. Then there are romantic flirts, like, I want it all, starting with a response from you. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's really terrible. Or how about this? (laughs) I've got the bagels, the paper, and the Sunday afternoon 
All that's missing is you. They said the bagels. They said bagels. <laughs> Did they really say bagels? I really thought bagels or, was going to be some weird sexual metaphor. There. I thought it was going to be something... Oh, God, okay. All right. It is J-Date, so... If women are bagels, men are... Okay. Then there... <laughs> no, the humorous category. And you're going to love these, these humorous ones. Ready? Okay, here we go. Ed McMahon thinks I may already be a winner. Do you think so, too? That's oh, really man. fun. That was hilarious wow. in, 80, in, 80, in 88. That was all the rage. The voices in my head say you could be the one. Do you hear them too? Oh boy! Oh, boy. oh wow! That's that's stellar. These sound like failed debate I mean, pickup lines, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah, these are the worst lines I've ever heard in my life. And so basically, you have a choice of saying like, "I'm a jackass," or "Hi, please email me." I don't mean to use JDH language, but I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your choices. <laughs> oh my god so she sent you the I'm intrigued oh, yeah. huh? and sh- she did she said I'm intrigued feel free to email me and well, I'm going to look at her profile now and I'm not going to read it because that would be really mean yeah you shouldn't do that but you should you should tell us whether or not yeah, she's a llama too much. is she a llama you should at least say that she is in fact not a llama good All right. I, I have been matched right. by llamas she bears um, somewhat of a resemblance to an ex-girlfriend of mine which is a little bit scary but I mean you know the same genetic pool, so what can you do? But hell, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> no ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, okay, well, well, I can make comments on the genetic disposition of my people. That's fine, I folks. That's fine. Who says? Who says fun. that the internet yeah, is a hey. place of coldness and coldness and you know impersonality? Here we have the budding romance between Shorty and our own Russ from the Mep Report, and you were here. You oh. heard it first. Even what's if you're your listening name? to what's it your in handle, Russ? Yeah, what's your it's name? It's not anything exciting. It's just it's just <laughs> Russ Russ GB. Oh, you should have picked something good. If you, you know want what I did? to I date Russ GB, log into JDate and search a flirt. Inside tip, we recommend the sincere uh. non-jackass flirt. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Thank you. For a short time, I actually set up a profile as MEP reporter. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's commitment. That's commitment. Oh, uh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. No, it wouldn't be geeky excited. until you flirted with people with the voices in my head flirt. Then it would be geeky. Good. Now it's geeky. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, wow. maybe that wasn't as exciting as it could have been, given it wasn't one of the people I emailed, and they're emailing me back. But what can uh. you do? Yeah, but this is a person who finds so you sad. intriguing. This person is pursuing you. You are this person's dream. This you are the person that this person you wants the deer to be with. To their well, rifle. <laughs> exactly. You are Instead the hunted like, to their hunter. Be like, hey guys, I'm gonna subject myself to abuse. Ready? Go! Yay! <laughs> abuse Ross. <laughs> That that's the premise of this show, isn't it? I'm sorry, am I on the wrong podcast? I know, I know. Yeah, seriously, wait for right. someone to abuse someone else. I know it's true. My mistake. Oh goodness. Well, oh. so so story. Uh, you just came back from. Uh, you got a new place, right? You got a new apartment. You and Emily are moving into. Oh God. Yes, yes, indeed, we did. It was uh, <sighs> some of the most frustrating uh, driving of my recent memory. But Wh- uh, why is that? Through San Francisco in the rain. I mean, it just it was a drive to get out there that uh, should have taken about 30 minutes and took an hour and a half. And I somehow intuited that it was going to take, you know, I actually was like, okay, the worst possible things could align, and it could take up to possibly, possibly like 85 minutes. So I will leave 90 minutes early, given that it's important to look good for something where you're signing a lease and showing that you're, you know, 
trustworthy and uh, responsible and things like that. And uh, and I'll bring a book, you know, and I'll just read for the, the last hour that it will actually be free time uh, once I get there. No, no, it took 94 minutes or something. <laughs> oh, jeez. So it was tremendous. Oh, man. But you like this yeah, new place was, and you're pleased it with it good. and it's all, you're all excited. Oh, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, moving back to Berkeley. Very exciting. I can take BART places. I don't have to uh, take a car everywhere. And uh, that's very exciting to me. And Emily can take Bart in rather than driving in with strangers. Have you? Have we talked about this, by the way? This is the weirdest thing, and I still did not understand how it works. Uh, but if you're from the Bay Area, you might know about it. I think they have them in other places, too. But the casual carpool, whereby a bunch of strangers, you know, no one really knows anybody, line up, and half of them are in cars, and half of them, or really a third of them are in cars, and two-thirds of them are on foot. And everybody just commutes into the city together with people they don't know all the time. Uh, and there's no real monitoring of the system. There's a message board somewhere to report abuses, but this works. You know, well, wait, wait. has done it for two years every so, morning. So wait, she just gathers together in something about this. she gathers together in some field with a bunch yes. of cars and people, and then they shout "go," yes. and everybody grabs a car and a person in and runs. Fields of Oakland. Okay, there's there is some structure to it, but nobody like oversees it. The basic structure is the way it works to incentivize people to use it is that going over the bridge, there is a carpool lane which will basically save you literally two hours commuting into San Francisco if you happen to be an idiot enough to drive into San Francisco every morning as your job. I see. I mean, you really have to be an imbecile. Okay, so if you're already this much of an imbecile. And you Unless go, you're listening it, you to us right now, alone. in which case we'd like to welcome you to the MEP report oh, if whatever. you spend two hours ago. Okay, go on. Stop pandering, Greg. <laughs> come on. I'm just uh, kidding. Anyway. Viewers. Where non-imbeciles come to be entertained. <laughs> Raiders. The MEP report. Just right. getting ratings. Right, go on. That's true, because people with long commutes are, are we hear, most likely to listen to us. That's what I'm saying. They're probably listening to us right now in that commute. Reviewers. So there you go. They're like, what it's the like, hell? Hey, <laughs> I'm not an imbecile. Oh, wait, I'm listening to random podcasts because this is the best use of my time right now. <laughs> because I'm in a oh, car. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> you the bridge toll is $3, and it's two hours. So you can skip both of these things. You get to go through for free, and you get to skip all of the traffic and go through the super fast carpool lane if you have at least three people in your vehicle. Right. So wow. people line up Serious who would carpool. normally go in by themselves. And then lots of people walk to the, you know, there's different meeting places. There's probably about four or five in the East Bay. One of them happens to be two blocks from our house right now, uh, which makes up for it not being close to a bar station. That's the only reason we moved here with Emily working in the city. Anyway, so they line up and people just get in the car with uh, strange drivers who may be the worst drivers in the world. You know, who knows? But uh, so this system works. Lots of people use it. it it's, you know, self-sufficient. Not too many people disappear on any given morning, I hope. And, um, yeah, and there it is. That's, I was, was going to say, there was something which seemed vaguely distressing about the initial setup. Like, I just had, like, when you just said not too many people disappear, that was kind of my concern. Like, certainly we're going to go over the high occupancy yeah. vehicle lane. I just got to build up some speed by going the other direction for several miles, and then I'm going to slingshot down right across the bridge. It'll be great. You just wait. Like, <laughs> I would be a little concerned about some of the fake, the drivers who I had never met yeah. before doing this. No, I mean, it, it's been, I mean, I, I am sort of being a little facetious about no one disappearing. I mean, I, I have not heard of anything at all being at all problematic. Clearly, if we thought there were any significant risk whatsoever of people disappearing, Emily would not do this every morning. So, 
Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty much flawless, you know. I think there was one report on one of the message boards about one person being let out, like, two blocks late or something, and that's about it. That's, like, the worst abuse that has happened. So, yeah, I mean, basically, utopia has been achieved in the Bay Area. (laughs) So if you want to come and muck it up, bring your East Coast ways. And uh, take advantage of innocent people who are wide-eyed. That's outrageous, sir. I mean, object strenuously. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. entirely agree. I mean, I, you know, I'm baffled resident. by the fact that it works without uh, without abuses, but it does, and it's fun, and it's free, and it works for everybody. And wow. There you go. Casual carpool. Casual carpool. Sounds Gentlemen, fake. I have an announcement. Oh, what's that? Andy has received an email, an email from J.D. with Russ. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I I have an email from Friendster. Somebody sent me a smile to brighten my day. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I have never received yeah. a smile on Friendster. <laughs> and he opens so it up I, and I it says... I can compete with you. He opens it up and it says, I'm intrigued. Please send me an email to find out more. It's like from Jade 8. It's the same person. She's like hitting all the MEP report people one it's by the one. Same person. Exactly. <laughs> He's the MEP report stalker. Next to you and I, Greg. They're I know, like, seriously. Okay, I know you're married, but uh, still... <laughs> How happy are like. you? <laughs> the information superhighway. Got to do everything in big numbers, including flirting. Fredster is Speed a really... By the way, program note, www.ridenow.org slash carpool if you want to read up more on the casual carpool and the fact that I'm not... You're joking. It it's ridenow.org. www.ridenow.org. Ridenow. Hey. Now try interfacing a me. M-E between those two words. Come on. It's everything. Right now. Take that magic lane. Hey, three people. Right now. Whoa. I see. It's a pilot carpool program. It's a singing or if that's... The music on the website. It's a web-based Ooh, software wee. program. Right now, too damn high. <laughs> it's too damn high. <laughs> it's a web-based software program that connects riders and drivers instantly. Drivers and riders register and make rideshare requests. So this is basically like you know Napster for cars. That's all. You're just sort of file sharing, but it's car sharing. That's all you do. Yes, you can steal cars on the internet. <laughs> it's, it's sweet. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and well, every sort now of. And again, the uh, San Francisco police will sue random people in the carpool lane for no reason. <laughs> I know, I know. Because they take the They'll role be like, of the RIA. This will make an example, and this certainly won't crush <laughs> one, only to make 32 equally powerful sites that are a little smaller, <laughs> but get away with the same thing. But we'll have gotten the big site, and that's what really matters. Yeah, wow. Well, exactly. So we'll send a message. It's like, it's the same strategy that we have when dealing with terrorism. It's like, if we could just kill this one guy and make. 50 heads who are all warring with each other to be the next Osama bin Laden and trying to outdo each other, improve each other. I mean, honestly, the best thing that has ever happened to the war on terror is not going after and getting Osama bin Laden because it's made sure that people don't have to feel like they have to compete to be the number one. As long as there's a recognized number one, he's out there, he's making releases, he's making tapes, he's saying his things, and he's not really doing much. America is safe. America will be worse off the day after Osama bin Laden ends up dead and everyone else is like, okay, who's going to be the new number one? All right, uh, bounty on Chicago. Whoever gets Chicago first, you're number one. Oh, jeez. How many uh, successful suicide bombings do you have to pull off before you get that kind of ranking? 
I don't know. I mean, four planes at a time. That's a good point. Five. (laughs) What's? Oh, you congratulations! Your fifth suicide bombing. We bring you into the Bin Laden camp. That's right. I saw, by the way, the other day a T-shirt about that that was very confusing. It was just a guy with a shirt with Bin Laden's picture on it. Like it didn't say "Kill Bin Laden," nor did it say "Go Bin Laden." It was just his face. I was like, okay. Like it was sort of like, I think here's a guy. I think you found an actual terrorist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you've actually yeah, they found a terrorist. Grab. He goes Those to St. John that he carries boxes. Exactly, that's what he does. If I wear this shirt, yeah. nobody will really think I'm a terrorist because no terrorist would wear a shirt with a <laughs> Bin Laden on it. <laughs> How psychology. silly would that be? It, Hiding in plain sight. It'd be pretty impressive. I, t- I just... Greg's uh, too baffled to respond. He's uh, like, that, 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 outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's uh, well, it's just it's such a brilliant idea. I had never really thought of it, but I mean, if you were going to be a terrorist, going to St. John's University and working for the mailroom would clearly be your first. You know, you, that's where you would start, and you know, you would be able to get an insight to professors. No, you'd start in rural and, Kansas, where all the paranoid people are. Oh, that's true. The ones who are going to be attacked any second. Yeah, you could poison the next they hit, they're, yeah. they're trying to By the mail hit room, rural you mean. Kansas. If, if you were a terrorist, wouldn't you want to support Ron Artest? He does vaguely terroristic things. If you're a terrorist and you want to discuss your strategy, email the map report. Jeez. <laughs> right, exactly. Story, I want to note at now. Mapreport.com. Exactly. That was a story. That Ron, Ron, Artest story. Is, <laughs> Ron Artest is also a figure in the public eye, and uh, this is only parody. We didn't really mean that he's kind of a terrorist. Yeah, we're just joking. Did you know I've actually? I think it would be great if we got Kurt Vonnegut to retort, record our like satire disclaimer. That would be phenomenal. That'd be excellent. I think that's our new goal. Do you know that? Um, Target is Kurt Vonnegut. Get him to do yeah. it for us. They actually had Ron Artest. My job now is the promotion guy. You got to go find Kurt Vonnegut. That's yeah. what you have to do. <laughs> get on it. Do it. I'll, I would. I'll I would. Program yeah. it once I would start by it. tracking down some of the Smith women that he dated. That's a good good in. I would think. Oh yeah, there, Andy. You're I, on. I don't have to try that's hard. Your assignment. Yeah, I know. Actually, that that's that a uh, smile that I was sent through Friendster was from a Smith girl. Ah, don't don't It's all part of the plan. Um, it all comes together. You know what I was gonna say the about our report, the center of the universe. I actually listened to a blog. Uh, listened to, I mean, not a blog, a podcast um, by these sports bloggers who had oh, Ronner test on, and he dro- He bet he freestyle rapped. They're like, could you please drop some freestyle? And he's like, oh. And then he started doing possibly the worst freestyle rap you could possibly... He's like, I'm a player, and I bounce the ball. I know what I got, because I'm real tall. And I was like, that is the worst <laughs> freestyle rap. And they were loving it. They're like, yeah, Ron Artest getting down to this bad self. I'm like, okay, just because a basketball Are you sure star you listening to did, Russ on did the bad rap. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's oh. a good point. So I'm, I'm not going to mock my right, friend Russ. Points, you know. to anyone... Ten points to anyone who can quote me a line from Shaquille O'Neal's famous rap album. All I remember is Shazam. Circa 1994. Shazam. Oh, I remember I one. Say Shazam. Do you want... I no, no. Say. I remember one. One of his raps was, Do you yes, want me to shoot? Shoot! Do, Do you want me to block? No! Block! Do you want me to jam? No! Bam! That's it. That's one of his songs. Yeah. Well, the song was, yeah, do you want me to shoot it? And they would oh, that's no, it, they all shout, no. No, do you want me to pass it? No, do you want me to jam? Yeah! That's right. 
That's right. The classic. That was Shaquille O'Neal. Met before seal of approval without even me asking. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> wow. Automatically. He did that. Ooh, without. He's interesting. He did that. He was in Shazam, where he played the part of a genie, and he got sworn in as a reserve police officer in Miami. Oh, whatever. Kazam, Shazam, one of those things. And he's we, a police officer, too. To Captain Marvel and anyone who still cares about him. <laughs> That's right. We're sorry. And he swore, was sworn in as a police officer, too. He's multi-talented. Yep. Do you want me to shoot him? No! no! Do you want me to Miranda? <laughs> no! no! Do you want me to tase? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. How about that? Now his only role that he still has before him is to be the cop in a box on an airplane, and then he'd be fed. That's a big-ass box, man. And then the That's show one became big box. only Meprport references from that point on. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm just saying. That's a big <laughs> box. <laughs> it's been that way for a while, Russ. I'm glad you see it now. Though. <laughs> big, this is such a self-fulfilling box. prophecy, it scares the hell out of me, because <laughs> it's so it's true. It's really true. And our readership uh, peaks at 13 and then slowly crawls back down. Thanks for listening to those two shows, guys. So, uh, and I got we're a new piece of furniture. Another... <laughs> Can I tell you guys about that? Uh, the one that broke off like sponge cake? <clears throat> like Spongebob? That was the, uh, now, that's already well-established piece of furniture. I got a brand new piece of furniture. <laughs> from wow. Ikea? You're working hard over there. Or from there. Target. On the phone. I know. No, sir. From our friends at Craigslist. That meaning the world at large. Yes, okay. Right. They gave me a table for money. It was a really cool deal. Okay. Um... Yeah, my friend and I drove our Jeep out to this neighborhood in Alhambra. Um, Alhambra. And it's sort of a Chinatown kind of feel. There's the, like a very big Chinese community there. And so because, you know, all of the storefronts actually have Chinese characters on them. And so you assume you can get like really good authentic food there. And we bought the, uh, the table off of the Tang family. And it's this really awesome coffee table. However... But Russ, Russ does, it contain a stereotypes. Se- does it contain a secret scroll? You ought to be careful. There's always yeah, a secret school. I, that's very good. Oh, that's sort God. of where I was going with this. Because, you know, not that I want to make, you know, stereotypical claims about the people who would live <laughs> in a stereotypical Chinese place. But. But, <laughs> but mm, strangely, as we entered this neighborhood, we were almost crashed into 19 consecutive times by drivers driving around randomly. And we were convinced that they were trying to stop us from extracting the brown destiny table from the Tang household. Right. So it was like, you know, somebody's, Father, they have stolen the brown destiny table. This is very troubling. Assemble the elemental coast <laughs> and the table of our ancestors. We will stop it. Exactly. And then it becomes and like a bad so outtake from Big Trouble they, in Little China. I got the word out. Yeah. Exactly. I and thought they, you said the Yakuza like was on our side, Russ. randomly at us. You know? I thought you said they were on our side. And they are. And they're constantly fighting the Chinese mafia, which we've already described in the podcast. Right. Maybe also sort of angered them and tried to have them kill me while I t- took their table away. I see. But uh, it's here, and, uh, and you know, it's part of my extreme boredom. I've been a little weird. I'm, I'm sort of talking to it like it's some kind of a oh, you know, woodland animal that I'm domesticating <laughs> in my house. <laughs> can I like, just stop you, you for a second? Table now. The woman who sent a hi to <laughs> us, could you please furniture. send another email to him and ask him to go out with you, please, now? <laughs> please, God, it's getting worse. I mean, really... <laughs> 
Next thing, Russ is going to be like, guys, I don't want to do the Met Report any time. I want to do a podcast on furniture. It's going to be called the Furniture Report, and I'm going to talk about stains and, and how to put together nails and duct you tape. See? and. This is what I was and afraid of. And the table's going to be a star. <laughs> the table is going to have a big talking part in exactly. it, okay? Now, I'm going to have to interpret for the table, but you'll get it's, the general idea of what it's feeling. That would be awesome. It's a very fine line for me to be excited about furniture without having the interior decorator sort of persona. And to be excited about furniture being like, look, I'm an adult and I can have my own apartment with my own furniture that is the fruit of my labor. Can you imagine? But not, those, those two things aren't so far apart. Can you imagine Russ is always like, he's on the podcast being like, how does it feel to just be a surface for things? And he pauses and then stories like, he's saying he feels flat, as if the world is just being laid upon him, as if he's just burdened down with things that it has to carry. And Russ is like, oh, that's very interesting. Uh, People are always expecting him to be a supportive role. But who is supporting him? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Who supports the the table? That's right. Who supports the table, Russ? That's what you have to ask yourself. Who's going to support me? When I get old and cracked, (laughs) will I be able to sit upon another table? Why doesn't Russ have any friends that I can hang out with other and than him? My life, no is here. my life has been stained. Stained, I tell you. I don't have a leg to stand uh-huh. on. And then you, you as my friends will provide pledge to keep me nice and shiny. <laughs> exactly. I pledge to you that you will be a cleaner. <laughs> exactly. I swear to God, we would do a podcast <laughs> like that and some person would listen. Someone, somewhere would subscribe. They'd be like, yes, I must listen to the Furniture Report every week. This week, it's baseboard painting. Next week, Indeed. chair design. It's a really good table, though. It rocks ours. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you're my table. Yes, you belong here now. Shh. No, oh, no, boy. it's fine. Oh, God. The map report. Oh, God. It's the map report. Oh, it's a radio. No, no. I'll eat on you later. It's oh, <laughs> God. This is like <laughs> disturbing. How many of you guys did stuff? Oh, did, did any of you ever do wood shop in high school, or was that just me who was lucky enough to participate in home in uh, I did a lot design. of wood shop. Did you? So did you make a, a shelf? I did a lot of wood shop. Did you make a shelf, Andy? I, I think that's what everyone has yeah, to make is a shelf. Okay, good. I made a shelf. I made a tool case. I made a little game. Like a little uh, kind marble little tic-tac-toe thing. A marble tic-tac-toe. A marble tic-tac-toe. It, you take a... The stick your hand in the saw game. <laughs> it's like chicken. That's it was really game. It was cutting edge. Um, so you made a Actually, little tic-tac-toe Actually, you know what the... More gory than woodshop for us was was the FFA, the Future Farmers of America. I was the parliamentarian. And we had to watch these safety videos that explained in, in gory detail the kind of injuries you could get around farm implements. It was pretty bad. Wow. Also, we had to watch videos about butchering animals and about castrating cows. <laughs> yeah, I used to wonder where Andy you got his sense of that, do you? I wonder where Andy got his sense of humor from, and now it's all started to come clear. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Apparently, the worst oh, injury of... more bars of that, Greg? Yeah, that's, <laughs> no. that's all you got. No. That's all you got. That's all you got. <laughs> no, it's Celine Dion. I want to hear Greg. I want to hear an oh, album wow. of Greg singing Celine Dion. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. So does Celine Dion. We're not put that now on the map report. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Andy. Sending out Absolutely. all my emails. You were saying it. The, next introduction. the worst injury that you could sustain apparently is you know you have a tractor and you have something being pulled behind the tractor and you have something connecting those two. Uh, Andy, can I stop the, you for a second? The is the giant flying beaver going to have to make a trip here in the middle of this story? I just want to know for sure. It's possible. Hey, Greg, I've always had a question for you. Oh. Is the giant flying beaver you on Quaaludes? No, absolutely not. And I find you heretical to even suggest it, okay. frankly. Let's have no more heresy on this podcast, please.
So I know you're in suspense. If you <laughs> step over the uh, the rotating bar that attaches the implement to the tractor, you have to make sure that your legs oh boy, are long enough to ensure that your genitals uh. will be above the rotating bar. That's hmm. important. Step three, make sure your testicles are as far away as possible from the rotating knives. <laughs> Next, Good. on how not to be stupid. Good, now you're manly. Bring you... <laughs> <laughs> Now you are a eunuch. Yeah. Well done. There's a there's a similar story involving wood shop and testicles that I heard of, but I can't tell it or immediately we're going to go from oh, please, PG thirteen uh, to death on stick, so I can't do it. Um but uh You know, I think we've already passed our quota of genitalia related commentary tonight. No, I, I mean you know it's all it's all cut within it the same kind of No, just one more. Just one more. <laughs> no, geez, just you know how to castrate a cow? No, no you guys know how to castrate a cow. <laughs> Why would I want to castrate a cow? You just put a Oh, jeez. Oh, I apologize, Flying Beaver. We need your guidance at this time of darkness. Come and censor us, please. Freedom of speech. It's really too much. It's really distressing. I don't really know what Speaking of freedom of speech and people who shouldn't have it, last night. State of the Union. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, interesting. Didn't watch Thoughts, it. comments, suggestions? Uh, well, Did not see it. Have no need to see that jackass speak ever again. But, you know, feel your, free to discuss Your table doesn't approve of watching that. Yeah, I, <laughs> he was anti-table from the beginning. It really doesn't. He he actually made the comment that America was... was like, no, let's, let's just cuddle, Russ, not watch TV. <laughs> All right. Now that sounds weird when you say it like that. Okay. <laughs> I have dominant. I have dominant there over the table. There's nothing weird about it before. Clearly, <laughs> that that's the introduction of that subject being it, weird. It serves you. Serves it's sort it of a dominatrix kind of way. You mean it serves you? I, hey, great show, guys. I'll be seeing you next week. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, all right. Um, now the one thing I was going to say was, did you guys hear the line in the State of the Union or read about it where George W. Bush? Just want to stop for a moment there. George W. Bush said that America is addicted to oil. He said that. Oh, George Somebody Bush then proceeded to detail 800 ways in which we could not loosen our dependence on oil. Exactly. And have no program exactly. and nothing actually available to help us to do this. I was just going to say, job, guy. I was just going to say that. Like, basically, he did that, and then Kobe Bryant got up next to him and said, when I scored 81 points, it was all about the W. You know, and then they just looked at each other, and they saw no similarity between the absurdity of both comments. He did it. He did it for the president. He did it for the. He, he just scored eighty-one for the president. You know, he scored eighty-one points, nice. and then he said, "It's all Patreon about the W." Guy. Very nice. I mean, I just how how could he say that? Like, for w. we're addicted to oil, and and then then they did a follow-up interview, and they're like, "Well, what do you mean? Are you going to increase conservation?" And he actually said, "He's like, you're talking about conserving more for cars that use regular gasoline. I'm talking about changing fuel so we don't ever have to use any kind of gasoline." I'm like, this is brilliant. No, it's not. Actually, it's just ridiculously stupid. And, you know, why I should be surprised. These 17 gasoline-based technologies will allow us to wean ourselves away from gasoline. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be shocked to learn that he doesn't think ExxonMobil's profits being the greatest in the company's history is a, is a means for concern. He's like, well, that's the way the market is. And, by the way, we should get other fuels except gasoline. We're addicted to oil. You seen the profits lately? Oh, on a related note, after about 40 years, we might actually break our embargo with Cuba because they recently did some offshore oil drilling, and they may have the biggest untapped resource of oil left in the entire world. And so all of a sudden, the big lobbyists from uh, Exxon are like, uh, you know that whole communism thing? Yeah, we were just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. We, we, we can trade with you. That's fine. 
so ridiculous. It's true. It's going to happen. Speaking of which, we're going to have cigars. Did you hear about uh, Putin's speech? Where he he basically he mocked nuclear weapons. Putin's, yeah, the the speech where he he said that it's it's not just uh, energy that that helps us control the world. We still have plenty of missiles. That's pretty scary, actually. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be taking a more and more hardline approach every year. I'm starting to get worried about him. Who could have imagined that Russian leaders would slowly get more and more hardline and move away from... I mean, there's certainly no precedent no, for any Russian leader. None whatsoever. Doing that, ever. Russian leaders normally stay away from that kind of behavior. I mean, it certainly... I'm sure there was one in, like, 1600 who hey, might have done that. listen, I heard that he got reelected to office by, like, a 90% rating, so, I mean... It's like that poll we heard about the one time in international debate where they did a poll of the Chinese people and 90% of the Chinese people supported the Chinese government. And apparently that shows you how much support the government, the repressive, we tell you what to say government, has in China. So clearly that would work in Russia as well. Do you support well, Putin or do you Bush support this gun barrel? What do you support? Did, did you guys catch this part of the speech also? This was my favorite part of the whole State of the Union where he's like, you know... A third to half or whatever, I think he said like half the world's population still doesn't, you know, live under a democracy, which clearly a massive lion's share of that is because of China. <laughs> and he's like, in countries like Botswana <laughs> and Zimbabwe <laughs> and, you know, Bhutan. And I'm like, wait for it. Where is it? Where is it coming? Oh, no, our big trade partner isn't going to get called out yes. because this isn't an actual ideologue. He speech. called it the mm. axis of irrelevancy. That was what it was, the axis of irrelevancy. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. And North Korea. Oh, jeez. And East Timor. And I think, okay, we've added up, this is at least 10,000 people that we've added up. How did it get to, how is it 4 billion? I don't understand. You know, Where are the, where's the missing people? One thing oh, I have to say about that, too, I was looking at, uh, you know, as everyone knows, Hamas was uh, elected in the Palestinian elections, and everyone's trying to decide what this poor, former, you know, this, this terrorist organization, which is very militant, is going to do. But one thing that I thought was, you know, interesting about all that is the fact that they get Another elected. Another vote for democracy, people. Well, I was just going to say, they get elected, and then everyone's just like, oh, I don't understand you what's going on. I'm like, the problem with democracy is that sometimes people elect other people that you wouldn't want them to elect, and that's what happens in a democracy. They're like, this is outrageous. What they should have done is elected the pro-American government. That's what a real democracy is, you know? I mean... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Clea, yeah. Clea just pointed out that oh. that's exactly like America 2000 and 2004. Exactly. Sometimes democracies don't work right. Or you know? Germany 1936. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's very, it's very <laughs> rational. If you think about it, all the people are like, wow, the world is getting more fucked up all the time. Wow, everything's getting more dangerous. I guess we better elect the craziest yep. people we have to defend us exactly. from the crazy people from around the world. I don't even read it. And, and to ward them off like with a big crazy rhetoric. Yeah, but I don't even read it. Yeah, it's yep. an arms race for crazy, crazy politicians. I, I'm really increasingly convinced exactly. that a lot of these things, I think a lot of these things are based on local decisions, actually. I read that much more as the Fatah party was completely disorganized and corrupt, and basically Hamas is very very disciplined and organized and that's basically what it came down to. I don't think it really I think I don't think the Palestinians thought that far ahead. I think they just thought we're tired of corruption and we want an organization that's disciplined and Hamas is disciplined. I really think that's what it was. I don't I think it's much more local in a lot of these cases than we give it credit for. So, doesn't explain Bush, but you know. No, I think Russ is right about a general trend though. I mean, I think that's definitely true in America. It happened 
where was the other place? There was some other election that it's happening throughout South America. You know, there's a lot of places where everyone's just going for the crazy firebrands because they're scared to death of everybody else around them's crazy firebrands. And it's going to escalate. It's going to get it's going to get crazy. Maybe. I think these things are cyclical, I, I think though. That's a good point. I think that uh, people will come back into order, especially if they listen yeah. to the MEP report. It's true. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> It is completely cyclical. It's you know, true. Once this happens, we have the nuclear an holocaust, happens, and then... Exactly. We oh, you did it to me this time. Back, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> what you got? Yeah. yeah. That's right. I was like, nuclear winter, and then, you know, in about yep. 50 million years, there will be another single yeah, cell Yeah, I know, I know. That's the life cycle. Welcome That's to the, pes- welcome to the pessimist say. report. Uh, hey, man. I don't think I'm two of the four members claim that nuclear holocaust is cyclical. You guys need, well you guys need to remember... <laughs> same time. You guys need to remember something that someone <laughs> pointed out to me a long time ago, which I think is one of the wisest things ever said, and he said, you know, the problem with people who claim that the world will be destroyed tomorrow is that humans are equally is incompetent at destroying each other on a worldwide scale as they are at creating each other on a worldwide scale. He said, otherwise, if we were competent at it, we would have killed each other off a long time ago, which is true. I mean, like, by all rights, we should have been dead in the Cuban Missile Crisis, and it didn't happen. I think humans have shown a great ability at creating other humans. I think that's a pretty good track record. We've gone from... That's one of our strong suits, Eight billion. Through J-Date. I think that's a pretty reliable track record. Through J-Date. That's my point. Exactly. So you better not, you know... Back to (laughs) J-Date. Uh, yes, it does. And you know what else it comes back to, gentlemen, is, believe it or not, one hour has passed. No. We have reached the Yuki. end. Yuki. I do not key. The cradle of civilization is on my website. T- <laughs> it could not be true. We have actually reached the end of no, another MEP report. for like seven and a half minutes. <laughs> no, Maybe. not exactly. Man, yeah. finally this is over. Jeez, oh, come on, Andy. That Keep was going with time. <laughs> Oh, you try to put God. one over on us, Shane. We want to thank, <laughs> thank everyone for listening to the guinea pig slash table report for this week. And we want to remind everybody, too, that if you like what we've been doing here, please go vote for Well, Russ, tell them where they vote. You're the one who knows every place they have to vote. Where do they vote? I am now in charge of the world of podcasting because <laughs> of all my research. And what you do if you like us is first you email us to let us know you exist. Second, <laughs> you go to podcastalley.com. Look up MEP Report, vote for MEP Report, and then people will think we're even cooler in the world of and in all podcasts, And in all and seriousness, we really want to thank everybody um, for coming to listen to us. We appreciate it. And we will try to continue to be funny by talking about nuclear holocaust. That's our goal is to do that. That's true. Until We've got nuclear guaranteed offers at every least week. up until that point. That's right. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, but, but, uh, then, uh, yeah. Uh, well, but as, as Andy said, don't take the nuclear thing seriously you, you forgot, because you parody. Vote, Russ. Parody. You forgot one vote. What? What is that? What's the vote? Remember, we, we just, uh, this is big news actually, we should have announced this right at the top. We just posted a group picture at uh, ratemyass.com. <laughs> and so if you just look up MEP report there, and, oh, I, and, 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 and you know, be honest, but, but if you like what you see, oh, give us a good rating. Right. And when that on that note, you know, um, <laughs> all connected. Say goodbye, everybody. Um, goodbye, everybody. Now. Hey. Rate our asses right now. Hey, giddy pigs are us. Right now. Woo. Right now.
Another day away